When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. All right, welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, as always, John Chapman. And, man, we are five days away. Uh, depending on when you're listening, we're going live right now. It's Tuesday afternoon. Uh, we're at about 5.30 uh, p.m. Pacific time. But, man, five days from now, the game is going to be live, the NFC Championship. It's been so long. Uh, 2013, the last time the 49ers were there, which, you know, for most franchises, you go a decade plus before you're in the uh, championship game again. Uh, 49ers had their downtime, and now they are back at it, and so excited to talk some more football with you guys today. Uh, we're going to be going over some of the defensive film from the Vikings game, which I just uploaded, um, the Patreon film breakdown, and I got to be honest, the Vikings scored 10 points. Okay, that which isn't great by any met, uh, stretch of the imagination. But one of the best all-around defensive performances I have ever graded on film. Usually, whenever you come off, you know, a great performance, whether you know playing, coaching, whatever, you say, "Wait, let's look at the film first. You know, usually it's never as good as you think it is, and it's never as bad as you think it is. This was better than I thought it was. You know, we went through every single play, which it wasn't that many. You know, you look defensively, and what that game entailed. There were only 46 total snaps defensively because there were seven three and outs by the Minnesota Vikings. And so they were just getting, they couldn't sustain any drives. They couldn't get anything going. And it all started up front. So let's jump in and let's go to that film now. And here we go. So here's the thing, you know, both the Vikings and the 49ers had the exact same game plans going into this game. Stop the run. And if you could stop the run, get after the quarterback and make mistakes. The same plans, same offensive schemes, very similar defensive schemes, not the same, but the exact same offensive schemes. The only difference was the Minnesota Vikings could never get going. They couldn't even get started. 
You watch here the very first play of the game. It's not much of a shocker on what they're trying to do. It's Dalvin Cook. Get Dalvin Cook going. This has been their MO all season long. And, you know, you want to talk about Stefanski getting the Browns job. This is the greatest thing that I think could ever happen to Robert Sala. You do not want to be the head coach of the Browns. Uh, that organization is limited so much by their owner. And it's just, it's not a good place to be. So, really, really excited. But you look right here, they're trying to run it into a nine man front. You want to try to run this into a nine-man fight. That's fine. You know, 49ers had to do the same thing. They were just successful with it. But it was completely limited by so many different players. There wasn't one guy that necessarily stood out. Probably Nick Bosa is definitely going to be the MVP with two sacks, two tackles for loss, pass defense, and so much more. But everybody contributed. And it was a total team effort to where... Look, you know, this is what was echoed by Nick Bosa and Robert Sala. You got to stop the run if you want to rush the pass. And they were able to do that. And Dalvin Cook goes out there for nine rushing attempts for 18 yards. Nine for 18. And everybody wanted to talk about how great this offense was, this and that, and whatever else. And, oh, have you seen the Vikings defense? Have you seen all this? Have you seen Dalvin Cook? Have you seen these wide receivers? We saw them. And uh, it wasn't much, there wasn't that much out there. So, yeah, uh, love the fighting of the first uh, comment on there. Muggsy got it. Uh, Ara's second and Moises was third. A uh, lot of fun. Appreciate all that. But if you have any questions, and again, if you're joining us live, you know, whether you're on YouTube, Twitch, Periscope, Twitter, uh, please, if you have a question in the comments, just put at John Chapman or at John. That way I could see it and we can kind of get on it. And again, you know, yesterday's broadcast, we focused much more on the offensive side. Today, we're going to focus on the defensive side. Doesn't mean if you have a question, we can't jump back and forth. However, uh, you know, the script that I put together and all the comments that I put together is mostly defensive focus today. And then our next broadcast is going to be scouting report predictions keys to the game uh, and bets of the week so that's kind of what we got going on today so again defensive focus as much as possible but hey right off the bat we got vincent uh my man vincent he joins us a lot he's got a question here about the offense at john chevin why do you think emmanuel sanders always gets a few catches in the first quarter and as a ghost for the rest of the game two things one kyle shanahan is a genius when it comes to scripting plays you know bill walsh which the parallels between Kyle Shanahan and Bill Watch in this coaching, um, you know, paradigm is huge. Both of them, you know, come offensive quote unquote gurus or geniuses come to San Francisco. First two years, they do horribly. <laughs> they don't do well at all. They build something special. Then they finally get their quarterback, and Joe Montana, who struggles his first year, does very well. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't really struggle. He just got injured. Um, but anyway, all that sets in their third year. They both go 13-3. and three. They both win several playoff games. Bill Walsh eventually wins the Super Bowl in his third year. Kyle Shanahan, that's pending. But I think that you have to say they are the absolute favorites to win the Super Bowl at this point. The Chiefs and the 49ers, I don't, I don't think that there's really much out there for the Titans who historic run, what they've been able to put through. And Green Bay, you could talk about how great they are, that's fine. I don't think there's many experts that are going to say Green Bay is a better team or coached better than the 49ers. I don't think there's any logical way you can say that. Now, can Green Bay win? Yeah, for sure, they can. Um, but the best teams are San Francisco and Kansas City. Now, uh, sorry, I got sidetracked there, Vincent. You guys listen to the podcast, you know that happens a lot. But anyway, Emmanuel Sanders, back to... 
what Kyle Shanahan does very well is he scripts plays, the opening start of the game and where he wants to attack, and he wants to get Emmanuel Sanders involved. However, second and third quarter, they get away from that, and they turn into what is this team giving us? First 20 plays, we're going to take what we want. Then it changes to a matchup-driven game to where Kyle Shanahan says, look, they're doubling Kittle. Look, they're selling out to stop the run. Look, they're doing all these things. And Emmanuel Sanders disappears. You could talk about his age. You could talk about, um, you know, if Jimmy Garoppolo, he just, I I don't know what it is, but he's gone. He just leaves the game. He's very effective in the run game. But you could say this even outside of Emmanuel Sanders and the other wide receivers. Debo gets involved through the running game and screen game, and he's the first read a lot of times. Kendrick Bourne, his plays, he's usually never the first read. (laughs) He's just a big target, and Jimmy kind of goes to him whenever it's third and long or in the goal line, things like that. But, you know, one of my keys to the game a few weeks ago, we have to keep Emmanuel Sanders involved. And, you know, if he's just getting four catches a game, I'm fine with that. But if we look back to this Vikings game, he didn't have a catch after the first drive of the game. He didn't have a target, and that's not okay. And, you know, it kind of raises concerns long-term. You'd like to have Emmanuel Sanders come back. Uh, You know, he fits the system perfectly, as we have seen, but it's problematic. And, you know, I'm hoping we got to have more consistency and longevity from the wide receiver position. Uh, It's just one of those things that you got to have. I'm nobody you need to know. Nice tag. At John, how big a threat are the Smiths? For the Packers against our O-line, number one, you go back to the previous game and it, the, there was no pass rush threat whatsoever. And Joe Staley didn't even play that game. That was a Justin School game <laughs> on the left tackle and McGlinchey on the right side. So, yeah, they're special. There's no doubt about it. Whenever you look at what they did, you could have voted, um, you know, Kerry Smith as defensive player of the year, and you wouldn't have had an argument from me. He's played very, very well. But they play him so much that he winds down at the end of games. And if you watched, you know, that Packers and Seahawks game, their defense, as the game went on, slowed down, slowed down, slowed down, slowed down. You know, they came out firing super hot. They got exhausted chasing Russell Wilson, and eventually they weren't very effective at the end. Um, so so one of those things, and again, how do you neutralize a pass rush? You put them in third and short. Again, back to Nick Bosa's quote, you can't rush the pass if you don't stop the run. What does Kyle Shanahan do as well as anybody? He runs the ball. So you put your defense or your offense in favorable situations where it's not predictable, not third and long. That's key. So, yes, they are a threat. Are they going to get sacks on their quarterback? Yeah, probably. They're going to get some pressures on there. But if you want to stop it, you run the ball effectively. You throw the ball on first down. Uh, I hate whenever we just run the ball on first down over and over again, unless it's against the Vikings, you have a lead and all that stuff. But I love throwing the ball on first down. I think it's one of the most underrated things to do in the NFL. Um, So run the ball and be effective at it. Throw on first down. Don't be predictable, which Kyle Shanahan really isn't any of those things. It's, oh, uh, Marquez. Oh, yeah, John. Looking like a straight history teacher. That is correct, baby. Uh, This is the uh, teacher persona that you see before you. It's been a busy day, but that's okay. Um, From R1, uh, John, prediction score for this Sunday. I'm going to have those tomorrow's episode. I don't want to throw out my prediction yet because I got more homework and scouting film work to do on the 
Packers. So I, I've got a couple ideas, but I'm going to hold that back. I'm going to tease you a little bit. So the next podcast should be out either Wednesday or Thursday. I am traveling this week, so uh, please bear with me. It's going to be a little bit different. Once I find stable internet in Utah, trust me, you guys are going to get your podcast. So I'm flying in tomorrow um, evening. We'll figure that out. I'll get something out to you guys Wednesday or Thursday about that. Um, from E-Man, John, what adjustments do you think the Packers will make against the Niners? They're going to attack deep and try to get a big play early. They're not going to come out and be conservative. And if you saw the you know post room or the post game locker room speech from their head coach. They're coming for blood, I think is the quote he used. They're going to try to, you know, they only put up eight points. They scored once against the 49ers just over a month ago. They're going to come out firing. And so look for them to test much more vertical, not necessarily play action holding the ball, but you're talking, you know, go routes, things like that. Just because you're throwing deep doesn't mean you have to hold the ball a long time. So look for them to get Devontae Adams on the offensive left, the defensive right going against Emmanuel Mosley, and they're going to try to attack that. A couple double moves out there, things like that, and look for Aaron Jones to get some wheel routes. I think that's what they're going to do. I really do. If they try to you know just run the ball and be predictable which you know I don't I don't think that that's what they're going to do they're going to be screwed if they try to do what the Vikings did and establish the run early Packers aren't a run team that's not really what they do um, they throw the ball to the running back as well as anybody in the NFL and they love to target overload Devontae Adams. So those are the two key guys. So Robert Sala is going to have to find a way to make sure those two guys don't beat you. Uh, that's what you got to do. John, who do you think Mosley will cover the most in the game? He's going to stay on the right side. The only time we move our corners, the only time we have moved our corners all year is whenever there's just two wide receiver twins and they are on the same side. So if you go a big formation, you know, a 22 personnel where you have two tight ends, a fullback and a running back, and so you have one or two wide receivers, um, then we'll move Richard Sherman over to the defensive right, or if it's twins right to the offensive side, we'll move both of our cornerbacks over to the left side. That's about it. So, uh, you know, the way that we run our scheme, and it, it is a flaw, is Sherman's not going to follow Devontae Adams all game. I wish he could. But, you know, Devontae Adams loves to play on the de uh, the defensive right side. And we like to keep Sherman on the defensive left side. So th that's what it is. And so they're going to be able to determine who is guarding Devontae Adams. Now, the way that we can help with that is how we are going to shade our safety help when we do our single hide. Uh, it should almost always go to Devontae Adams' side. There's nobody else that's really a threat. You know, Geronimo Allison is a great deep ball receiver, but he's not really a complete wide receiver. So it's very predictable. Um, Devontae Adams is going to have to be key if we are going to lose this game. Angel, uh, Nick and Joey both on the Niners next year. They still got another year, so he is still locked up for one more year. But Joey Bosa, Nick's brother, did come out and say that he would love to play for the 49ers, but he's got one more year uh, on his contract. And here's the deal. Teams don't let elite pass rushers go. Um, he would be worth the franchise tag. There's no way they're going to let him go. Perhaps he's creating leverage. I don't think the 49ers, uh, he's going to be making $20 million anyway, <laughs> whatever team he's on. So yeah, we'll deal with that when we get there. I would love to have them. Both Bosa brothers, yeah, they're elite. No issues there. Um, is Devontae Adams a bigger threat than Thielen or Diggs? Yes and yes to both of them. 
Devontae Adams is as good a route runner as Diggs, and he is as, is as fundamental and hardworking as Thielen. Devontae Adams is better than both of them, in my opinion, and his quarterback is a thousand <laughs> a thousand times better than Kirk Cousins. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at on that one. The Geek Freak, do you think Mosley gets the start? Yes. Uh, I don't. I think that's been settled. And if it hasn't been settled, let's talk about the pro football focus grades from the Minnesota game. Okay, top five, bottom five. And really, there's not really a bottom five. The, the grades were impeccable throughout. But at the top, Nick Bosa, 91.6. And let's just pause for a second. Okay, a lot of awards were handed out, and this game reflects it as much as anything else in the NFL. First off, Nick Bosa. All rookie team by the Pro Football Focus writers. They do, I'm sorry, by the uh, National Football League writers. They pick 11 defensive players and 11 offensive players. It's kind of like the All Pro, except it's just for rookies. Nick Bosa, um, he 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 lands on the All Rookie team. He wins Defensive Rookie of the Year. Not done. He wins Rookie of the Year. Period. Over everybody. Shout out to Nick Bosa, the number two pick, and I'm just going to humble brag here just because I, I'm, I'm a D-bag. Let's be honest. You know me. Um, I, I've been on the Nick Bosa train for two years based on his film out of Ohio State. Don't care about politics or any of that stuff. I'm just telling you the player and the questions that everybody was saying back through the draft process, he can't stay healthy. Well, guess what? He's played in 17 straight games. <laughs> uh, we had the injury scare. We got the breath knocked out, and everybody started chanting Bosa. He shows up huge, and you cannot say enough what Nick Bosa, you know, he's an all-pro, his rookie year. The, the sky's the limit for this kid. It really, really is. And if you watch, you know, I don't even know where the film is. I had the film down as I'm just going through the uh, stats and I've got my script up and all that stuff. But every other play of this defensive film that you guys are watching that's overlaid on the screen, Nick Bosa is showing out somewhere. And what he was able to do in this game, I mean, he had a pass defense, man coverage, and just a hell of a play. The, The kid's everywhere. It doesn't even make sense, but he got a 91.6, great grade, seven total pressures in the game, two sacks, another quarterback hit, four hurries, two tackles for loss, pass defense, five solo stops. That's one game. That's at 46 snaps. (laughs) It doesn't make sense how effective this kid is, and he does it from everywhere. Uh, Right side, left side, drop it in coverage, stunt to the inside versus the run game, pass rush, all over the place. Nick Bosa is special. I don't think anybody disagrees with me on that one. But the next player. Next player. This is exciting. Drake Greenlaw gets a 91.2 grade. Maybe his best game all year. Now you had the Seattle stop. But if this was a stock chart. This dude's straight up. <laughs> He's busting through ceilings. I mean, It doesn't make sense. Gets an elite grade 39 snaps. And if you wanted to know the snap differential. Between Greenlaw and Quan Alexander. Quan got 25. Greenlaw got 39. So Greenlaw was kind of playing the traditional will spot. That he's been playing since Quan went down. Quan comes in and plays the uh, same spot. And goodness. I, I don't know if you change it up. Move it into the conference championship. Actually, I probably would. Uh, you know, I, I. But it doesn't matter. Whoever's out there, they're great. But 
Shout out to Dre Greenlaw. He gets named to the all-rookie team on defense, and he is so deserving. So deserving. Listen to the linebackers, first off, that were named. Three linebackers were picked all-rookie. Devin Bush, Devin White, Dre Greenlaw. Now, uh, here's the deal. Devin White picked number five overall. Devin Bush picked number 10 overall, traded up for it. They traded up to get him. The Steelers did. So 5 and 10. Guess where Dre Greenlaw was picked? Pick number 148. 148. He is the only person out of all 22 players to be a, a fifth round draft pick or later. He's the only one. Um, there was one fourth rounder that was represented, and that was Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, the uh, hybrid safety slot corner for the Saints. He was picked 105. But then you jump down 43 spots later, a full round later, is Dre Greenlaw. Now, almost all of the players that were picked were first-round picks. Uh, 20... Uh, sorry, 19 of the 22 players that were selected on the all-rookie team were first or second-round picks. You only had three that were third-rounder later. You had Terry McLaurin, the wide receiver for the Washington Redskins. He was picked in the third round. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, fourth round. And then you have, sure enough, you know your own Drake Greenlaw picked in the fifth round. So, uh, you know, you got two players represented in the 49ers, your number two pick, and then your number 148. And what the 49ers have done in the fifth round, pretty damn good. Uh, without saying pretty damn good. You got Kittle, you got Greenlaw, there's a lot more guys than that, but those two, if you had to redraft today, and I love redraft articles, I'm sure I'll do one this summer, and it takes a lot of time, but that's okay. Dre Greenlaw is going in the first round. There's zero doubt about that. My guess is he would be picked probably around 20 to 25. Um, he led the entire NFL in solo stops from week 10 on. You know, after Quan got hurt and he stepped in, he led the entire NFL in solo stops. The entire NFL is rookie year, fifth round pick. That's a special. That's a special year. Now uh, let's keep talking about the top-rated players. DeForest Buckner got an 88.8, five pressures, one sack, four hurries, and was great in the run game as well. Fred Warner, 79.5. Kwan Williams, 79.3. Sherman, 77.8. These are all great grades. You know, 90 is elite, 80 is top tier, 70 is above average. That's kind of the way it goes. Armstead, 75.4. Ward, 74.9. Sheldon Day had a great game, 72.4. Tart, 72.4. Those are kind of your top grades. Now, if we flip it over, really only one player had a bad game, and that's Akella Witherspoon, 25.8. Um, yeah, there's everybody else played really well. Quan Alexander didn't get a lot of stats, but he was a key player. And if you're watching the film, he was kind of the guy that forced the ball carrier inside every time. He was the strong force player. He blew up all the screens, all those things, and allowed his teammates to be special. D Ford, you know, got 22 snaps, three pressures, one sack, one quarterback hit, one hurry. When that guy steps on the field, everybody's better. The five previous games for the 49ers, we had five total sacks. You know, bring back Ford, Tart, Alexander. You get six sacks in one game. So again, five games, five sacks total. One game, six sacks. You get those guys back. Now we're back to that weeks one through nine defense that just steps out there and causes problems. 
and, and it's special. It really, really is special what's happening right now. So excited. You couldn't, you could not script a better way for the 49ers to be heading into the NFC Championship. Just being there is huge, first off. But now that we have all this, uh, you know, health and depth across, we have depth everywhere, not even just defensively, offensively. You're to the point now where injuries aren't going to be, they haven't been crippling. We're 13 and 3, 14 and 3 if you count the win, but uh, that's huge. Um, anyway. Now, I do want to talk about uh, some betting this week with MyBookie.ag, the number one sports betting site online. They are the absolute best. Um, you bet, you win, you get paid. Very, very easy. And they set up something special this week, which I absolutely love. Uh, if you haven't bet over there yet, head over to MyBookie.ag. Use promo code 49ers49ERS. They're going to double your initial deposit. But here's the deal. If you click on the NFC Championship Games and click on Alternate, lines okay now the spread is set at seven and a half it's bumped up a half point so the 49ers are supposed to win by seven and a half but they have this thing called alternate lines where you get to pick exactly how much they win by so they have three separate spreads that are up there you can pick 49ers plus three 49ers minus 13 and a half or 49ers minus 17 and a half so uh, and here's how this works. There are different payouts on each one. So if you want the 49ers to receive three extra points, so basically the 49ers could lose the game by one or two and you'll still get paid. Now, obviously, it's not going to be a huge p uh, payout. So, you know, you're betting 10 to win 13 and a half. So it, it's, it's kind of against uh, a lot of what's going on. But if you think the 49ers are going to blow out the Packers, and, you know, I'm kind of in that group. I don't know about blowout, but I think that we will win by more than a score for sure. And you're just one of those guys that's like, dude, I'm telling you, they're going to go back there. They're going to win by two-plus touchdowns. There's bets for you, and here's what happens. If you think the 49ers will win by uh, 13 and a half, so four, two touchdowns or more, you can bet 10 to win 23 and a half. If you think they'll win by 17 and a half or more, you can bet 10 to win 34 and a half. So there are a lot of bets out there over there on my bookie. Um, we're going to have a couple prop bets and things like that in our bets of the week. But I wanted to let you guys know some new options. They don't usually do this. So again, you can kind of pick. You know, 49ers plus three, 49ers my seven, minus seven and a half is the regular spread, minus 13 and a half and minus 17 and a half. If you are one of those people that just really believes, hey, head over there. They're going to double your initial deposit. Put some money down. Let's see. Put your money where your mouth is. And I want to see receipts. Uh, you know, I posted, I bet five bucks <laughs> before the season started that the 49ers would win the Super Bowl. Well, that's like a $250 payout now. Uh, obviously, you know. Wish I would have bet more, but it's what it is. I don't bet very much money. I'm not I'm not a big better, but it does make it a little more interesting. That is mybookie.ag. Use promo code 49ers. Um, let's see here. Sergio. John, what's your honest opinion on who's better, Jones or Cook in the running back comparison? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I'm a little biased. I saw Aaron Jones play in high school and college, followed his career very, very closely, very talented back. Uh, he is much more of a home run hitter um, and a much better receiver. I think what makes Jones special is what he does in the receiving game, and he just scores touchdowns. His, his explosiveness is way better than Cook. I think Cook is a better runner. I think Jones is a better passer. Um, I am more scared of Jones um, with our defensive makeup than I was Cook. But I'm not really scared of Jones either. I just think that it's a better matchup 
for him. So I think Jones, because of what he does in the receiving game, that's what I would say. Um, so anyway, hopefully that answers your question, kind of. That was kind of a, <laughs> a split defense answer. Sorry about that. Tyrone. Uh, he says, I don't think that they have enough offensive threats for us. We will bury them like the first game. Now, the problem that I do see here, Tyrone, I agree with you. They don't. You've got Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. You've got some good tackles, but I would prefer our defensive ends to their offensive tackles. But they've got you know Aaron Jones, and they've got Devontae Adams. Now, the problem is this. Robert Sala has allowed individuals to take over games against him. And so if this is one of those things where you have to step in and say, look, you can't let one person beat us, and you have to make adjustments. Now, the last game, and you're going to see this all on the film that you guys are watching now, several adjustments were made during the game in the first half, which is outside of the norm for Robert Sala, but it has worked very, very well. So, yes, you cannot allow Devontae Adams to beat you. You cannot allow Aaron Jones to beat you. You just can't do it. And so I really do think that, you know, it, this matchup on paper is very, very bad for the Packers. I said that the first matchup. It's not good. It's not a good matchup for them because they have our same offense, but we have the guy that installed it. <laughs> so, you know, it's Master Yoda versus whoever. You know, throw away. I'm, I'm not the biggest Star Wars guys, but I'll mess up the analogy, I'm sure. But we have the original. They have the copy. That's just what it is. Their defense, shoot, you want to go back to Cleveland? Man, you know, my favorite Kyle Shanahan clip ever, and I want to thank Winston. He put this out there, Winston Chung. Um, when Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator, Matt Mike Pettin was the uh, head coach, and Kyle Shanahan's like third in goal or fourth and two or something anyway, and Kyle Shanahan calls a play-action pass, and Mike Pettin tries to step over him. Why are you calling that? Why don't you run it here? I'd run it here. All right, you do what you want, but I'd run it here. And Kyle Shanahan just looks at him with just like an F-U on his face and just smiles and smirks as disrespectful Kyle does. And sure enough, they go and get a touchdown, and Kyle just looks at him. It did not end well for these two <laughs> in Cleveland. Kyle hates this guy. I guarantee you that. He's bitter. They don't like each other. Um, it's It's what it is. Um, I'm seeing something on here about Luke Keekley retiring, um, going through – uh, the mentions. Let's see here, right here. Yeah, uh, Luke Keekley just retired 23 minutes ago. I'm seeing from Adam Schefter. That is huge. Um, wish him the best of luck. Uh, if he feels that's right, if you don't want to play, don't play. I believe it's his self. It's his body. You got to listen to what your body tells you to do. Uh, that guy's been special. He has been absolutely special. I hate to see him uh, go. Hopefully, that's what's best for him. And man, you know. You look at, I don't want to make this all about the 49ers, but Fred Warner got six All-Pro votes this year. And I think that he has to kind of move into, he's one of those guys. You're talking, he's going to be one of the favorites to be an All-Pro linebacker next year. And you want to talk about the deepest and best linebacking cores in the NFL? You're not going to find anybody better than the 49ers. One, you've got Fred Warner, six All-Pro votes in his second year. You've got Dre Greenlaw. He was named to the All-Rookie team. His rookie, well, obviously, has to be his rookie year to be on the All-Rookie team. And then you got Quan Alexander. Is it possible Quan's the third best linebacker on this group? If that's the case, that's bananas. Um, yeah, yeah kind of get off script there just a little bit. But, yeah, Luke Keekley looks like he is done. 
uh, wish him the best of luck. You know, that team's going to be a rebuilding team and, you know, injuries. And he's, he's had a lot of concussions. If you remember two years ago, uh, wish him and his family the best. And hopefully his health is okay. Uh, appreciate what he gave to the sport. He did it as well as anybody. Uh, Bobby, um, but Jimmy, Jimmy hardly threw it after the INT. Um, so really no good wide receivers got involved in the past game. You're right. Yeah, it's a fair criticism. We didn't have to. We had the drive of eight rushes for a touchdown. That is huge. Um, John, what adjustment will the pack do uh, to make sure what happened last time, they don't do it again? They've got to stop the run. They've got to stop the run on defense. They've got to. If they can't stop the run, Kyle Shanahan is proven. We can run it at a nine-man box. So they're going to have to come up with some very creative stunt schemes, blitzes to stop the outside uh, zone. If they can do that, then it's going to be a game. Uh, you know, the, I'm still building my notes for how do the Packers win this game. That's what I try to always do is you know step it to the enemy's shoes and and from you know the Packers co- it's self scouting right. How can they win this game? How can the Packers win it? One, they've got to have a ridiculous amount of explosive plays. They cannot fall behind early. If they're down by two scores in the first half, it's going to get out of hand because then Kyle Shanahan can lean on the run game and just bleed out the clock and defeat them from the inside out. So it's got to stay close in the first half. They are going to have to have explosive plays in offense. The Packers, they're going to have to score big. And they're going to have to make them hit. They cannot get behind in the chains. Now, defensively, and they've got to stop the run. And you've got to hit Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo, his jerseys have been Scott clean. He's not getting hit. He's making other people hit the ground. He's getting pancake blocks out there on Anthony Barr, the linebacker. He's his pristine, his uniform. He hasn't been hit in a while. Uh, he had two sacks in the very first game. Um, but that was it. That was it. Or the, uh, against the Seattle Seahawks, he didn't get sacked again. So that's what's got to happen. You got to hit Garoppolo and you got to stop the run. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Sergio, yeah, if the Niners lose, it's because of turnovers or the NFL's agenda. I'm seeing a lot of people put this out there. Don't buy into this. Okay. I hate this. Um, but I'm seeing it a lot. The very first Super Bowl was Green Bay and the Kansas City Chiefs. I get that. And so it's the you know NFL 100 year. Let's go back and let's redo the first Super Bowl storylines and all that stuff. I get it. I just don't want to do anything that makes me like a Seahawks fan. And all they do is put out excuses and uh, this and that, whatever. Um, we control our own destiny. And you know, as as a coach, I always used to tell my players this because you know you coach in high school ball, you're not getting the best refs, and we've seen bad calls in the NFL. We saw bad calls in the college championship last night in the national championship. There's bad calls everywhere. I don't care who the ref is; it's very difficult to get it right all the time. There's going to be bad calls in this game. So, what's your job as a football team? Don't let it get close enough for those bad calls to beat you. Can't do it. You just can't. You know, whenever I would coach, I'd have a flag in my pocket. And in practice, if we had just like an amazing offensive play or whatever else, I'd throw a flag. Oh, sorry, holding on the offense. You know, the, the penalty wasn't real. But you prep your players to overcome adversity because things are going to go against you. And if you don't, if the game's close enough to leave it up to the refs, you should lose anyway. 
You are by far superior than the Green Bay Packers. It's not close. These two teams are not comparable on paper. They're not comparable if you were playing Madden games, if you simulated this game 100 times. They're not close. Packers are very good. But this is a bad matchup for the Packers schematically, um, talent-wise, personnel-wise, whatever. There's no advantage outside of Aaron Rodgers. That's it. That's, that's it. So uh, don't let the NFL agenda screw you over. And don't be the fan base that if we do lose this game, say, well, NFL just wanted to don't be those people. We hate those people. Think how much we make fun of the Seahawks fans for posting that short spot. Well, guess what? If you don't want to lose to a short spot, get the damn first down and don't leave it up to the ref. Personally, I thought he was short. That yellow line is not official, and if you zoom out and you can see the first down, it was close. You leave it up to be close and you leave it to be interpreted, that's your fault. Take it out of the ref's hands. Um, There's going to be bad calls. Prepare for that. Don't be the ones that say, oh, refs are out to get it. Don't be those people. Please don't be those people. Um, Let's see here. Um, Is it illegal for the Packers head coach to consult with Sean McVay on how to attack the Niners? No, it's not. Um, Coaches talk all the time. All the time. And for Sean McVay, he does not want the 49ers to win. It, it, it does not help him out at all. So, no, it makes sense. He, he's close friends. It helps Sean McVay if the Packers win because that's his offensive protege that's over there. So that's kind of part of it about, uh, you know, kind of how it works as well. Um, you know, you look at what Matt LaFleur has done. He's done a good job as head coach. He's 13-3 and three in his first year. And, you know, you've got Mike Pettin, you've got Hackett, you've got all these guys that are out there, a lot of uh, long-established NFL careers. And it's totally cool. And they want to do it, go ahead. Because here's the deal. Uh, guarantee you Kyle Shanahan's talking to his dad all the time. Um, I don't know if there's really anybody that Kyle Shanahan could talk to about the Packers, but eh, I don't have a problem with that. Um, are you nervous about this rig talk? Again, Jersey Niner seeing this question again. Absolutely not. Hate that stuff. Do you think that the Packers try to test Sherm more this game? No, <laughs> I do not. I think uh, Sherman has shown what happens, and the only time they will test Sherman is if Jimmy Graham's on him or if Devontae Adams is on him. I, I think that's it. Outside of that, you don't even throw it over to that side of the field. I don't even want to see it. I really don't. Um, you know, If I was the Green Bay Packers coach, I'd say just don't throw it at him unless – it's Devontae Adams because both those guys are at the top of their game or Jimmy Graham just because he's such a big guy that can kind of box out. And now I still like Sherman in both those matchups. I hope they throw it at him all the time. I don't think they will, though. I really don't. Um, let's see here. Uh, from Jersey Niner, uh, just did that one. Sorry about that. Um, let's see here. Damian, do you think the Packers try to test Sherman? Yeah, sorry, uh, the, the chat's flying up. Appreciate that, guys. Sorry, I'm missing a couple questions there. Uh, and once it gets past a certain amount, I can't see him anymore. Sorry about that. Uh, Mr. Superfly, how do you feel about Ben Garland? Oh, dude. Ben Garland. We've had so many backups step up. You know, Emmanuel Mosley won when Sherman went out, when Akella went out. Now he's back in the starting lineup. Drake Greenlaw's been great. Uh, start of the year, Tarvarius Moore, all of the defensive linemen. Um, you could talk about Justin School, Daniel Brunskill. All the, you could go on and on and on. Ben Garland has done as well of a job, and I mean this, of any backup that has stepped up this year. Ben Garland is playing himself into a starting contract with somebody in the NFL. 
and you know he might be scheme specific in a you know outside outside zone play or type scheme that's okay what he is doing is it, it's great it is really really good and it's been special and he's done it against some of the best you know, you look at who the 49ers have played with Aaron Donald. Uh, you go up against Linval Joseph playing and play out against the Vikings, and we don't even hear Linval Joseph's name outside of the first series. Ben Garland is wonderful. Uh, could not be more proud of that dude and what he has put on tape this year. It's been special. Um, do you think GM John Lynch finally gets into the Hall of Fame? I don't think so. I think he's still got a couple more years. Um, but, you know, the NFL has shown what you do after your playing career matters. <laughs> you know, you look at Bill Cowher, who probably deserved to be in. You look at Jimmy Johnson, probably deserved to be in. But, uh, you know, guys like Kurt Warner, guys like, you know, Terrell Davis, who didn't deserve to be in. Uh, I think Kurt Warner belonged in there, but Terrell Davis sure as hell didn't. Um, but what you do afterward matters. And so the fact that he is part of this organization and at the forefront of the NFL still so long later, eventually he will. But I don't think he does this year. I mean, but what do I know? I I was 100% convinced Patrick Willis would be a first ballot Hall of Famer, and he was not. So the uh, longevity matters, and, you know, with Keekly with the way he's played, you're talking about mirrored <laughs> skill sets and how dominant they both have been. I personally think Patrick Willis was better than Keekley was. It was about the same length of the career. You know, Patrick Willis only played eight years, and I think that's a big reason why he didn't get in. So um, let's see here. Oh, I love this from Kua. The 2019 Niners equal the 1982 Niners. Tough killer defense, unknown young offense. I love that analogy. Um, that is awesome. That is, I love going back and reading the scripts on you know the 1982. That was before I was born. I was born in 1982, uh, so that's a little before my time. But, man, NFL Films was my favorite thing in the world growing up, and I watched every damn thing about that team. Uh, that that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I appreciate that post. Thank you. Damien, do you have any concerns about our safety play going into this game with a quarterback that wants to prove he can throw against our defense? Yes. And uh, Joukowsky Tart's kind of the big concern. This is not the – let me say this. We need Joukowsky Tart for this game. This is not a Marcel Harris game. Okay, this is a Tart game. But if you want to know who they're going to attack, it's that boy right there, number 29. That's who they're going to be going after. And so he's going to have to body up with the tight ends. You know, Jay Sternberger, who uh, really high on out of Texas A&M, and I hate Texas A&M. So if I like a prospect from Texas A&M, uh, I kind of put an asterisk next to it because that scares me. But, uh, you know, he's active, and he played a role uh, versus the Seahawks. Those are going to be the two guys that's going to be interesting. You know, uh, whether they put Jimmy Ward on there or Tart on there, how they're going to do that. Really curious to see how that's going to play out. Um, now, before I move on and get to some more questions, I do want to say thank you to our sponsors, BlueChew.com. These guys are awesome. Head to BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color. Uh, C-H-E-W.com. Use promo code 49ers, 49ERS. And what they're going to do is they're going to give you very first shipment from free. And the reason why it's called Blue Chew, they have the same active ingredient that's fine in Viagra and Cialis, except it comes in chewable form. It's not a pill. And because of that, it is faster acting. Okay. Now, go to BlueChew.com. Use promo code 49ers. First shipment is free. You just pay five bucks for shipping. And it's completely discreet. It's not awkward. 
You answer a questionnaire online. It's going to let you know what you need and what you don't need. And then they ship it to you in a very discreet package, not drawing a lot of attention. You don't have to go to a doctor. don't have to have awkward conversations. So if you need that little extra help and that little extra boost, BlueChew.com is for you guys. Um, again, use promo code 49ers. Great company. Very easy to work with. Um, if you have any issues in that area, please head over to BlueChew.com. Use promo code 49ers. And just want to say thank you to BlueChew again just for all of their support in the podcast. Podcast. Now, a couple other extra questions. The Geek Freak, who would you bring back next year, Armstead or Ward? Um, I am picking if those are my two options, which they're going to be on very different price points. But if I could just pick one, I'm taking Armstead. Um, but I do want them both back. You know, Armstead's going to be getting pretty close to 17, 18 a year with the way he's played in the past two years. Ward, safety position doesn't get paid as much. You're kind of talking um, 11 to 13 a year. Neither are going to be cheap. And so uh, curious to see what's going to happen. Our salary cap, we've made a lot of moves to free up some space. I want Armstead back. I really do. I do not want to let him go. I love the trifecta at the defensive end with Nick Bosa, D. Ford, and Eric Armstead. I would not disrupt that no matter what. That is key. The number one signing this year is going to be that. And if that means you need a franchise, um, Eric Armstead, if you can't lock him up long term, do it. I, I want to extend this defensive line that meshes so well. There's no reason to mess that up. Now, Ward is good, but we saw this defense work without him. You know, you go back to the first three weeks with Tarvarius Moore. Was he as good as Ward? Hell no, he wasn't. But I, if, if you want to move forward and see what Tarvarius Moore can do, if that means keeping Armstead, that's what I want. That's what I want. Um <laughs> Let's see here. Let's move down to a couple other questions that are appropriate <laughs> from Arnold. John, what I think about this whole rigged uh, BS trying to get Green Bay in Kansas City. Yeah, lots of questions about that. Um, <laughs> lots of questions about that. So <laughs> listen to Arnold. Here we go. I'm going to read this. Y'all bear with me. I have, to, I have to proof this a little bit. Please let everybody know that I tried your um, blue chew pill. He left off. I'm going to leave out a keyword there. Um, <laughs> I can't read the rest of that. <laughs> Thank you, Arnold. That is awesome. UV, uh, what do you think about the rumors of this game? Man, we keep getting all of these questions. Uh, I don't buy into conspiracy theories. I really, really don't. And, I again, don't let it be up to the refs. Don't do it. Take it out of their hands. You're that good of a football team. Remove all doubt. And again, if you look at the Vikings game, it doesn't matter what the refs did. We were going to beat the tail out of that team. That's what you got to do to the Packers. We've done it before. We won 37-8 to against this team. Do it again. Do it again. Um, let's see here. Nick, what if the Packers adopt the Rams' mobile quarterback strategy? Now, Aaron Rodgers, one of the most mobile quarterbacks in the NFL. I know he's older. But he is he is shifty in the pocket, and again, I think it was five years in a row he led the NFL in most rushing first downs from the quarterback position. Um, so, yeah, I, we're definitely going to see them get him out of the pocket, but the adjustments were made. And if you're watching the film, you're going to see several times where we sit them outside and they make a stop uh, because, they, you know, they try to get Kirk Cousins outside and somebody's just sitting there waiting on them. So the adjustments have been made. They're in place. Uh, we played against this scheme several times. I don't think there's a lot that they can do to bring about something uh, that's going to surprise us. 
We just got to play our game. They're the ones that have to scheme to beat up, to play up, to play us, right? So what we do is we do what we do, and we make them overcompensate to try to win because our personnel is better. Our scheme is better. I believe that. I don't think it's close. They do have Aaron Rodgers, which let's say he goes off and have an Aaron Rodgers day. Well, how do you stop that? You hit him in the damn mouth. That's what you do. You hit him in the mouth. You stop the run. You force third and longs. He's going to have some Aaron Rodgers plays, but you just go get him. And so I think that's what you got to do. So hopefully you guys are enjoying this film, uh, enjoying the podcast. We're going to be back later this week talking about some more stuff. And again, if you want to watch you know, and listen to all of the coaching notes and all that stuff, head over to patreon.com. Uh, just look up 49ers Rush Podcast. Join us over there. The Frank Gore tier, uh, just 8 bucks a month. It's year-round. Uh, video interns, scouting interns. We've got a lot of people working on draft content and all that stuff after the NFL season. And we've we're going to have so much content for you guys year round i put together a 49ers game night and the off season uh with my old friend charles Barr, where we're going to have an on air oh it's going to be awesome trivia contest nfl draft 49ers stuff giving away content so if you haven't hit subscribe please do that uh we're not going anywhere folks uh, we had a meeting with the NFL this evening about the Hot Mic app. Hope to let you guys know where that is at very, very shortly. So just want to say thanks again, all of the support. Please hit that subscribe and like button wherever you are, and we will be back with you guys very shortly. And until then, stay strong, faithful. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.